Hello and welcome along to this week's edition of The Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. I just can't believe the weather. This week has been absolutely grim. Do you know what? Last Friday I went fishing uh, in the little lake for carp. That's Friday night. And it was calm, fairly warm, no real wind, just a nice calm lake. And we caught some beautiful six to seven, even one eight pound carp. A great night's fishing indeed. And I've got to say thank you to uh, Romney Angler for letting me know the right boilies to use. Recommended me the perfect boilie for the night. And we caught some beautiful six to seven, even one eight pound carp, all in the space of about four hours. So um, now, looking at the weather, it's changed. And it changes so quick these days, doesn't it? From day to day, typical autumn weather. Anyway, on this week's edition of the broadcast, being autumn, we're going to be looking at flounder. Those autumn flounder that are fat and plump. They've been fattening up all summer and now they're at their peak. They're at their heaviest and at their most catchable. And that is the humble flounder, which we're going to show you hopefully how to catch off of the beaches around the UK. In our Tackle on Test feature this week, I'm going to be looking at a very posh Diawa flotation suit. Mm, very expensive, but it's called the Diawa Entec Lightweight flotation suit. It's pricey but it's good. It's totally waterproof and totally windproof. I got hold of one. I've been out in the rain testing it and in the wind and I'll tell you how I got on with that in our tackle on test. So welcome along one and all to the Rodcast. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team. You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Well now, it's that tackle on test time of day on the broadcast, And today I'm going to be looking at something quite close to my heart. Because I really do love flotation suits. Being a sea angler and going out in the depths of the winter, dark, frosty, windy nights, looking for those coddling up on the beaches around the UK. The wild, wet, windy beaches like Dungeness and Dover and Deal and Hive and then further round down into the, the Somerset beaches, Chesil Beach, etc., and indeed, wherever you fish, going up further into the north and the northeast, where it's really, really cold, this is where you really do need a flotation suit. Now, I've had a couple in my time over the years, never really spent a fortune on these, but obviously, it's one of those things that not only will it keep you warm and dry and windproof, it can actually save your life as well, because a flotation suit does exactly what it says on the tin. Historically, the things have been quite heavy. Heavy, quite difficult to move around. What I found with them, if you can imagine, you know, I'm a fairly big guy. I have a couple of t-shirts on, a jumper, a pair of tracksuit bottoms or trousers, and then I put the flotation suit over the top of that. You end up restricting your movement 
quite a lot and it becomes a little bit less easy to move around especially on shingle or on a beach where you're baiting up and walking up and down casting however i used to kind of weigh that off against the fact that i was totally and utterly toasty warm totally and utterly dry and uh, didn't feel the wind at all i mean i literally have stood out in gale force winds and rain and i've been able to carry on fishing if i could cast that is in this awful weather thanks to my flotation suit on the other side of the coin is that sometimes it's a bit hot in there you do get a bit hot and sweaty in these things albeit nice and warm and toasty but Daiwa, being the ever forward-looking company with the high-tech equipment have got a new flotation suit out which is called the Daiwa n-tech lightweight flotation suit now this is not cheap okay it's quite a pricey item and we go on to that a little bit later on but what's the price of actually being warm and dry potentially saving your life as well and this particular flotation suit comes in two parts so it's one of those suits that has a coat and then a pair of trousers with a bib and brace some other flotation suits and Daiwa also do these are one piece one piece can be a little bit more difficult to climb in and out of especially when you're tired believe you me when i walk up a shingle beach and i've got to get my flotation suit off at the car or whatever it is sometimes it's so hard work just trying to get this flotation suit off of you quite often just leave it on till you get home and then do the you know if you've been night fishing you could do that strange dance that we do that we all know is to dance around getting your flotation suit off in the middle of the night come on we've all done it i know don't tell me you haven't but anyway the flotation suit i'm looking at is a diorian tech and it's a really nice bit of kit and it's designed to provide great buoyancy and heat retention properties with fabrics these days they've got a lot better as all technology it always moves forward and this particular suit has fairly light weight so it improves your movement apparently Apparently. Anyway, I got hold of one and I put it on and yes, they do do it in my size. Somebody commented to me that, uh, my God, did I do it that big? Thank you. But yes, they do. I'm not that big, honestly. Anyway, um, yes, so I got this thing and I got this suit, which was lovely. Uh, and uh, luckily, as it happens, ironically, I suppose, we've had some really evil, windy weather. At the moment, the wind is howling about outside and that is even more horrendous up the beach I can tell you up at Denjmarsh or Dungeness where I live it's pretty damn wild but it's perfect conditions to go out and test this new flotation suit called the Daiwa Entech so I put this on really quite easy to put on being that it's a two-piece it slipped over very nicely slipped into the legs got some really good adjustable straps actually on the braces so it's fully adjustable so it actually can cope with heights of people as well it's not as if you're trying to find the right height with your adjusters it went on really really well but it did feel light straight away to be honest i i still use one of my old flotation suits which was by a wonderful company i keep going on about called sundridge and i've still got my flotation suit and it's years old and it's just about still doing the job but this one's lasted me a long time obviously with the die kit it's built to last and it is 30 percent lighter than most other flotation suits on the market it's got a super soft sort of line as well this fleecy lining which is really good and one of the things I look for in a flotation suit when I'm standing out in the rain is it's good to have a totally 100% waterproof 
flotation suit but there is always going to be little areas where the rain's going to penetrate especially if you're getting battled by wind and rain and that's usually around the collar area and especially around the cuffs if you haven't got the elasticated cuffs quite often the water tends to start running down your hands and starts getting around where your wrists are and that believe you me is really annoying and i expect if you're a flotation suit user you know exactly what i'm talking about but these seem to be very very tight and very nice elasticated sleeves on this which is something i really do look for it's a silly thing but you know each to their own they are amongst the most wildly used flotation suits in europe now this Daiwa suit and they're not supposed to look this good to be fair it really does actually look very very stylish the colors are fantastic as you would imagine this particular one i've got is the light fluorescent orange with a sort of gray trousers uh, with red knees and the Daiwa logo emblazoned uh, in the middle of your back and it's also got some aluminum stripy material which goes round that panel which really does light up under a torchlight and a little bit on top of the hood as well talking of the hood the actual hood was nice fitting actually it has the peak built in so you can pull that down to keep the rain off and when I went up the beach it was absolutely bucketing down so this really was a good time to test this suit and the wind was right in my face as well and by pulling the peak down pulling the cords up a bit like we used to do when we was kids with the old snorkel coat if you remember those coats i'm showing my age again it really did tighten up nicely and keep the wind away from my face also i had a headlamp on and that fitted very nice around that um, underneath the hood as well there's plenty of room in that hood for my headlamp to go which is vital when you're needing to fish the lining inside these in the body part is like a gray material and which is very warm and breathable and it gives you enough room there's also little pockets in there on both sides of the legs it gives you enough room to move around which is really good eye-catching colors as i say the suit itself is made from low mass 210d nylon on the outer shell with a polyester body lining which as i say is very warm it's totally waterproof at the waterproof ratio of 10,000 and breathable as well with the mvp 5000 ratios and that is a really if anybody knows about these figures that means it is really good wp 10,000 that's the waterproofing and the mvp 5000 is all to do with the breathability of the the suit and the jacket is fleece lined uh, the collar is neuroprene the jacket itself is fleece lined neoprene wrist cuffs which are really good and tight the jacket has a fleece lined collar neoprene wrist cuffs which is really good uh, it's also got reinforced elbows which is a really good thing because when you lean around and you're leaning up and baiting up and getting up and down off the beach elbows and knees on these flotation suits really do kind of get worn out before you know it, it's quite easy to to have a hole in the knees of a lot of these cheaper flotation suits uh, it's got two outer pockets and two inner pockets the fleece has brilliantly a genius little thing which is hand warmers in other words a nice fleecy lining to your pocket which is always good 
even if you're using gloves or you're using fingerless gloves it's really nice to slip your glove off and put your hand in a nice fleecy pocket and it really does warm your hands up well it's got a two-way ykk main zipper which is good the zip's very strong in this it felt really tough the worst thing you can get with flotation suits is a nasty cheap zip and they break and then it really is rendering the unit useless but this ykk zip is really strong you can feel the quality of this zip as expected by Daiwa products it's adjustable waist cord also helps as well and the bib and brace has a polyester body lining two outer pockets two-way zippers again velcro ankle adjustments which i really liked and i found that by tightening loosening them and tightening them up i could fit some really good boots underneath actually the flotation suit legs as well which is vital it kind of disperses the rain right down over the top of your boot keeps your feet 100 percent dry and warm other features include the ce certificate en393 a low mass foam is the actual material that makes you float and uh, again as i said before there's some 3m reflective tape around the seams of this it really does light up i shone a torch on it and it lit up the beach practically and of course comes also with a safety whistle you know if you're in the water it's excellent to have a good safety whistle as well so all in all this suit is really really nice i stood and i fished with this casting was no problem i took two rods and i was happy casting for a good three hours up the beach even though it was absolutely bucketing down with rain and it was very very windy um sadly no fish but that's not unusual for me especially lately at the beach uh but it's good to get a feel of it actually in action and rather than just putting it on it was great to get up the beach with this and it really was comfortable i really felt like this would keep me definitely warm over a night fish as well and i could move about and um, i could do casting with it no problem i could move about sit on the beach get up again sit on my tackle box bait up um, adjust my rod rest everything you would expect you need to do on a night or a day's fishing with this flotation suit was very easy and the hood with the velcro really good tightens up nicely and keeps the wind off of you it's a great suit price wise recommended retail price on these is just under 200 quid it's a lot of money for a flotation suit um if you shop around a bit you could probably find these for about 159 165 quid um if you're careful as with all diaho products it really is a nice flotation suit the way to look at this really is it's an investment that will probably last you many many years to come what price do you put on safety if you're out on the rocks fishing and you do unfortunately come unstuck and you go in the water be that in the winter or summer at least you know diaho Entech lightweight flotation suit you're going to be able to float the suit will keep you buoyant and it will keep you safe until help is called hopefully so that's the good thing it's a good thing indeed christmas is coming maybe you know if you spend 180 to 200 pound on your other half or your partner um, maybe then that's a christmas present who knows just in time for january and february cold weather but that's the diaiwa Entech lightweight flotation suits an excellent suit around about 160 60 to 200 quid and it's a good one thank you diaiwa and that is your tackle on test for this week on the broadcast
Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost, extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well now, it is that time of day on the podcast where we're going to look at a species. And what better species? A traditional English fish, that is the flounder. Oh, I hear you cry. Not the flounder. Not very interesting fish, Paul, I hear you cry. But actually, the flounder are a really good fish. And the scientific name for these is the Placithus fleecus, also known as the European flounder, or fluke which is quite a nice name for it, a fluke. Oh, you call it a fluke. But either way, they're a flounder. They're not a big fish. Um, They grow up to one foot, eight and six pound in weight. Quite a lot of fish. The UK shore court average is around a pound. A UK shore court record is five pounds, seven ounces. That's quite a flounder. I wouldn't mind having one half that size. The reason I'm doing them now is that they are really at their fattest at the moment and their chunkiest. They've been around all year, starting from the spring. They come up to spawn, a bit like sole in that respect. But they come up and they get around the UK shores in the spring and then they feed and they feed and they get really fat and chunky. So fishing for flounder, October, November time, is not a bad thing to do because they do get rather fat around about this time of the year. They're common throughout the UK and Irish waters and they love to live in shallow water, often near an influx or freshwater river. Estuaries you can find these and they favour clear, sandy or muddy ground, but they can travel up rivers, also into freshwater territory. Distribution extends to into northern Europe waters uh, and into the Mediterranean and even found in the Black Sea. can also find these in the US and Canadian waters, although they're not native to these countries. 
Now, what do they feed on? They feed on everything they can get hold of, basically. They'll eat mostly marine worms, and an older fish will eat crustaceans and mollusks. They're rounded, kind of diamond shape, actually, quite a distinctive shape. When you first catch a flounder, you can usually tell that it's a flounder, but they do sometimes get confused with plaice, because plaice are of a similar shape. But really, plaice are quite a lot rounder. The flounder tend to be a diamond shape. And these fish are old-fashioned. And when I say old-fashioned, I mean lovingly old-fashioned. Up in Norfolk, people used to lay long lines and then go and pick these flounders up at low tide. They'd lay several baited hooks up and then they'd wait for the tide to come in over the sandy beaches. And when the tide goes back out, they'd go and collect all these flounders, among other fish that might be caught on these hooks that they laid previously and they would eat them as well. Many people say that they're quite good to eat. I have tried, and really I didn't like them at all. They're quite muddy and they're quite bony, um, but I suppose it's a matter of taste, and they are being eaten around the UK. Um, A couple of TV chefs have started to boost the fact that they're sustainable fish, and they do make quite good eating, although I'm not so sure about that. As I say, they're diamond-shaped with a rough surface along the lateral line. The colour can change, actually. It varies to where they live. They're one of these fish that adopts very well to where they're living and where they're feeding, so they can go from light brown to green or grey in colour, sometimes with dark orange spots, which is where they get a little bit confused with place. Although they're sometimes called a freak fish or a lucky catch, I don't think this is a bad thing, and young anglers do catch these fish quite a lot. And that's mainly because they don't live far away from the shore. They do really come in close. And what does that mean? Of course, that means that the young anglers of this world don't have to cast very far to get these fish. Just a little 30 or 40 yard cast sometimes produces great amounts of flounder, which is good for the sport and good for keeping the youngsters interested. Also, in my opinion, flounders are great for providing sport when there's not a lot else around. So when there's no whiting, or no codling, no late bass showing, quite often you can bag a few flounders and it keeps you amused through the chilly autumn days. That's what I love about flounders. So how do we catch these things? How do we catch these lovely little flounders? Well, they're often caught when we target bigger species such as cod and bass. Many anglers, though, do use light equipment to specifically target flounder. I love doing that. Quite often I take one of my carp rods to the River Medway estuary. I'll just put on a three ounce weight or a two ounce weight and I'll just flick it out with some maddies on, which is the bait they really love, and have a little bit of flounder fashion, as I call it. But you can fish for these, especially in harbours and estuaries, where the conditions are likely to be a little bit more calmer and you don't have to deal with rough seas breaking the surf and trying to battle your way through gale force winds. Especially flat fish rods are available on the market market which can be used to fish for flounder but as I say bass or spinning rods or even carp rods I've used uh, like I do are very effective for these. Since you don't have to cast far remember you don't have to cast hardly any distance at all to get into where the flounder actually are. They come in very close to the shore so you know sometimes just 10 or 15 yards or even less they can be right under your feet is where you're going to be catching these flounder. They tend to sneak out depressions and channels and gullies in the seabed. That's where they really do love to nose around. 
picking up ragworms and lugworms etc. So I tend to use a plain weight when I'm fishing for these and just let it roll around. Some of the best fishing I've done and some of the most fun I've had is just with a three or four ounce rolling lead and I've just cast out and let the weight take itself for a little ride in the tide looking out for these gullies and having a three or two hook rig on full of lugworm and ragworm which is going to be their favourite bait. And they do tend to lie in gullies waiting for a bit of fish or a, a worm to come by their nose. That's where you're going to start catching these flounder. One of the best baits for them, I find, are harbour ragworm, or maddies as we call them. Uh, but this way you can put several small maddies on your hook and let them wriggle around. And flounder are quite an inquisitive fish. Flounder do have a very small mouth, and quite often they pull at the bait before actually taking it into their mouth. Many anglers, especially the youngsters, it's what I would call a schoolboy error when you're fishing for flounder. Don't strike too soon. Let those bites develop because they give you a few little rattles on the top of your rod and that's likely to be a flounder. If you strike too soon, you're always going to be missing the bites and then it's going to get frustrating. So you should allow the flounder bites to develop before striking and reeling in. The best hook size to use for these fellas is size 2 or 1.0. Don't go any bigger than that. They've got a small mouth and it's nice to present the worm nicely up the shank of the hook and they're easier to remove from the flounder's small mouth if they've got a long shank on them. Some people go a little bit smaller, down to size 4 or 6, but flounder can completely consume hooks sometimes. So having a long shank, it's a good thing because you can always get hold of that and it's easy to unhook the flounders and pop them back in. Also, light gauge hooks are the best choice as they can cause less damage to the worm baits when you're putting them on, especially when you're trying to get maddies on. The thinner the hook, the better your presentation will be. Now there's plenty of evidence that using beads and sequins and a bit of bling on your hook length does actually indeed attract the inquisitive flounder. I love using flounder spoons. They're an old fashioned thing and basically that is a silver or a white spoon about four inches from your hook and that tends to flap around in the tide. As I say, Flounders are very inquisitive and it can actually attract them to your bait. Also brightly coloured beads, a bit like place fishing that we spoke about before, they really like a big bright coloured bead. They're attracted to that, especially if they're in shallow water where these colours really do shine through with a bit of glint of autumn sun. You can also use some sequins, although I'm not too hot on sequins, a little bit cumbersome and uh, they tend to pick up a lot of weed as far as I'm concerned, the big sequins that you use beads and spoons are great fun to use and flounder spoons are definitely a good bet to see if they can attract that flounder to your bait rig wise i always use what we call a scratch rig and this is basically a two or a three hook paternoster rig you don't really need anything else what i tend to do is i'd come down from the shock leader and i would put a, a swivel on the end of the shock leader and then i would put my trace body on and i wouldn't make the trace body out of too thick a line probably about 30 or 40 pound mono is all you're going to need and i would tend to use 20 pound adnesia hook lengths because these are a good hook length and you know that you can put these on there and it's not going to tangle up twist around your main trace line by putting a swivel on and a bead either side of that followed by a stop allows that hook snood to swivel round as well without getting tangled up and you don't really need long hook snoods either i would say 12 to 16 inches is plenty for flounder 
on the bottom hook sometimes I go two up and one down so I'll have two hooks coming above the sinker and then I put one quite low down about an inch or two up from the bottom of the sinker clip and let that hang down a little bit longer with a 12 or 18 inch snood and that's the one I tend to put the spoon on because that can flap around in the tide a lot better because it's below the weight and that's the rigs very simple very light small hooks best bait for these is going to be maddies or ragworm although they do take lug as well the most success you have with these is on ragworm because they tend to love sniffing around in the mud getting this ragworm for their lunch so that is the humble flounder a great time to go fishing for them in the autumn as we speak now and they're big they're fat they're chunky and it's a good time to go and have some fun if there's not a lot else around flounder can be a good fish to ever go for just don't flounder around too much and that is our species for this week on the rodcast Okay, well that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of the Rodcast. Thanks for joining us. We've enjoyed your company. Don't forget, tell your mates to make a date with the Rodcast. We're out every Thursday on your usual platforms with new editions every Thursday. I do hope you can go out now and get some of those fat flounders from our shores and beaches around the UK. And if you're looking for a flotation suit, then enjoy your shopping because I think we're going to need it in the winter months that are coming in closer and closer now. Thanks for joining us join us again next time on the rodcast for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.